Welcome back to the Dudes Being Dudes podcast. I'm your host, Evan Budgerman. We want to take some time, of course, and make sure to practice good social distancing and being aware of COVID-19. So what we're going to do during this podcast is call our guests from their home, from wherever they call home, and make sure that everyone's all right, and check in on these Campbell baseball players and staff to give you neat stories about what's going on, especially during this downtime, if you will, with no spring sports for the rest of the spring season. A little bit of uncertainty in the college sports world. So we want to give you a chance to chat with these players and learn about what they're doing right now and some great memories they had while they're at Campbell. So our first guest as we bring back the Dudes Being Dudes podcast is A.J. Rickett, the senior outfielder who's down in Florida right now with his family. A.J. was a two-year starter for the Camels in center field and a key contributor to last year's championship team. So a lot of great memories to discuss. And we'll also talk with A.J. about this year's team, what stood out to him, what did he like, and what's maybe the future for him, both as a baseball player, hopefully at Campbell next year, but also, too, what lies ahead. So let's dive into our conversation with A.J. Ricca and Kickstart, Dudes Being Dudes. Okay, A.J., so obviously these are uncertain times, and there's a lot going on in the college baseball world and, and in just the world in general. Give me a sense, first and foremost, when you guys are playing Wednesday night, What's going through your mind after picking up a big win over ODU and then how these last few weeks, almost to a day now, have unfolded for you and, and for your teammates? Yeah, uh, I think, you know, Wednesday night, great win. Um, we wanted to, to get that win, especially because we didn't get that second game in um, during our spring break last year. So getting a win at home was big for us as a program, and that kind of gave us a spark going into the weekend. Um, and then going down starting you know conference opener uh and then then all all the virus stuff starts happening um kind of just for me at least it took the wind out of my sails a little bit um thinking you know seeing what all these other conferences are doing and you know the trends of of professional sports and you know just thinking that the the conference is going to look out for the best of the conference and uh we kind of had an eerie feeling about it as a roster. And then after they kind of called that weekend, kind of settled in with a lot of our guys. Uh, we kind of just sat there and, and, and enjoyed each other's company because we didn't know, like, what's going to happen. And then as of yesterday um, at 5 o'clock when the Big South um, announced that our season has been postponed for the rest of the year, um, it's just kind of like a chilling feeling of not being able to – to see what this this group could have done. Um, and I'm curious, you know. too, AJ, because this group had 15 seniors and a lot of junior college guys who had been together the last couple of years. What's that bond like when you're sitting there Thursday about, hey, are we going to Charleston Southern or are we not? And then as you're sitting there the last few days all just trying to figure this out as a group? Yeah, I mean, we were we were all ready to go. Uh, all of us were, were all on the same page of going to Charleston Southern and trying to trying to get a, get a sweep. Um, opening weekend in conference and we were all hyped up about it everyone was locked in i feel like um and then as circumstances kind of came as they came it just was more or less kind of just an empty kind of hopeless feeling we couldn't do anything about it like coach Hare couldn't do anything like it was out of our control um and that's why we had to kind of just focus on what we could control and that's you know going down there being prepared getting ready to go just in case you know, we got we got the all clear. We were going to go, like, and we were ready for that. Um, it just didn't didn't come our way, and it's nothing that like Coach Harris saying is, is out of our control at that point. So, 
Well, let's let's talk some fun stuff too. Let's talk some baseball because you you came here from Indian River State College and hadn't really been to Bowie's Creek much, obviously. But for last season to to be a main outfielder on this team and and to win a Big South title, what are some memories that that stand out to you during that run? Uh, I mean, just everything. You know, coming in, not really knowing what Division One was about, and learning very quickly uh, that there's there's no downtime and it's go 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 um that's one thing i'll never forget like the turnaround um seeing how dedicated the guys are to um to what they had to do pitchers were you know doing their stuff with their plyo balls and their activation stuff and all the hitters um were going and getting extra reps at night you know doing if they weren't satisfied with something in practice they'd go and fix it and and it was also like just it was so clean um, everything happened and it was, it was on point, ready to go. Like there was very little errors and or mix ups, um, compared to my Juco experience. Um, and of course, like, you know, making, making friendships with barefoot and all these minor league guys like Seth Johnson coming in, he's learning how to pitch, you know, learning everything too. And it's just all experiences that everything was kind of new, um, for me and, and a lot of other guys. And then, being able to win with those guys, um, share laughs, share memories of, you know, even sometimes some some silly errors and mistakes that we laugh upon now. It's like we still made those problems. We got better, fixed it, and we got to get you know get some hardware at the end of the day of regular season and post postseason. So that's that's one thing that I always go back to. And I was talking to my parents the other day because we don't know what the situation was, and I'm like, you know, I came here to win a championship, and I was lucky enough to get it my first year. So, I mean, yeah, do I want to? Of course. I'm going to be selfish enough to want to and go to a Super Regional and go to Omaha and do all that. But, you know, it's just to have that at least, like, some that can't ever be taken away. So that's one thing that really I cherish a lot. And speaking of Big South titles, I mean, you were literally standing on second base when, when Barefoot shot that go-ahead home run against Winthrop. Yep. Take me through that inning and, and then just your emotion as you're rounding third and, and knowing your team's jumping in front. Uh, I remember getting on. And that, I knew that the, the lineup turned over at that point, and I just said, "Come on, barefoot!" I know it's in there because I, I, from what I recall, it was kind of like that he didn't go yard for a few games, and I was like, "It's time! Like you're due, you got it! Like it's gonna be there!" And sure enough, he hit that ball, and I just I went back to the bag because that's the right thing to do. But I, right when he hit, it, I'm like, "That's gone! Please go!" <laughs> and right when I saw that outfielder uh, get mixed up with the wall and it went over, I, I just. I knew it was us. Like, that was it. It was over. We had it right then and there. That was that was the dagger. Um, and no better guy to do it, too. You know, hitting it, giving us, giving us that, that nudge of uh, momentum and confidence to go finish out the game. And then, of course, he goes and cuts his last out of it, too. That's kind of kind of cool to see. I get, got chills right now thinking about it. But um, it's just – it was just a great time. Um, definitely something I wanted – to, to do an experience within my baseball career for sure. And not only, of course, scoring that run, but you yourself, you were a couple times Big South Player of the Week. I'm thinking back to that series at Gardner-Webb where you hit a, a grand slam down in Shelby at their alternate field. And, and, and kind of take me through the ups and downs of your career, if you will, because you've had some, some awesome weeks and then obviously some weeks where it's been not the easiest time with the plate. How do you try yeah. to manage that as a player? I mean, it's, it's difficult. Um, no doubt. I think that's for any athlete, but baseball is, is a game where you can hit a ball 105 into the gap and it gets caught. 
and that's an out. And then you can barely touch a ball off the cap, and it just falls in the right spot, and that's a hit. So it's very dynamic in, in the aspect of that situation. Um, but I don't, I don't. This this kind of up and down is I'm not really used to that based off of my my previous JUCO and, and experiences like that. So it's something new that I've had to learn to deal with. And I think that just simplifying the game and knowing that it's still the same game that I've been playing my whole life and I know what I'm doing because I've made it here and just to trust the coaching and, and things that I've been through. I think that's really what's making it uh, easier when you go through that kind of stuff. And also your teammates. Like I've learned a lot from the guys in the, in the clubhouse with me. Like uh, Wolf definitely helped me a lot this fall with my, uh, my swing and it turned out pretty well for the first two weeks. And then, I hit a little funk in these last two weeks, most recent two weeks, and then now we're, you know, canceled. So it is what it is. But, I mean, you can learn. I feel like I've learned from a lot of people um, in, in the coaching platform or on, on a teammate platform. I feel like it's it's would be kind of silly not to be open-minded to learn from someone who you're with every day because they, they might see something that someone else doesn't see. Um, so... I feel like that's a lot of it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, hopefully the NCAA can get something together where I can come back for a fifth year with along by all the other seniors that want to come out. And we, can, we can have another shot at it. That'd be great. No doubt. I know it's it's a weird time for all of us, not only just working in sports, but for you guys obviously playing and, and not knowing answers. Um, you have mentioned that your, your big walk-up song, you have a couple, but you, you love Riot yep. by Three Days Grace, and, and you can hear it all the way throughout the creek if you're listening close enough. <laughs> um, give me a sense of where that – because that's a rage, that's a heavy metal song. There's a lot into it. Um, is, is there any background to why you like that song and, and what it brings out of you at the plate? No, of course. Um, so that's something that a lot of people don't think of the music I listen to. Um, I mean, that's that's fine. I do like rock. It gets me pumped up. It gets me locked in and uh, want, wants to do some damage. And I, I got that song in high school, and I figured that, you know, I, I, in my high school career, I was like, oh, I'm going to play forever. Like, I want everyone to know that that's me, like, whatever. And so I stuck with it. I, I told myself my freshman year of high school, hey, you made the varsity team, you're going to pick a song, and you're going to stick to it, so it's got to be worth it. Um, and one thing that I always wanted to do when I'm on the baseball field or going to the box is I want I want to – get stuff going i want to be that guy that kind of you know gets the jump starter that does something that's gonna jump start my team or or change the game in a way that you know is better better for the team and, and the outcome of a win so i felt like that song really um spoke to me in that way and it also was kind of a heavier song with some guitar and, and a little bit more vocals than some people like, and I, I think it's different and unique. And I also took a spin off of that um, with my other walk-up songs that accompany that, so there's other ways within that as well. No, it's fascinating because I think a lot of times we as fans in, and even as people working in the sport, we kind of enjoy that part of it, the walk-up song, or the unique tradition you have at the plate or maybe the way you tip your cap after a catch more than the game itself. Are there little nuances that you guys pick up on with each other, maybe just from your own experience? Yeah, I mean, we have a bunch of guys that do stuff, um, superstition stuff. Like, um, I know that CJ Pachaka likes to tap a corner of the plate and then his foot. Like, that's just something he does. And then 
sometimes it's company by like a little mini squat. That's something, just a mental muscle memory kind of thing that gets him relaxed and, and doing stuff like that. I know that there's a bunch of guys that will do stuff pregame that, uh, that they have like some rituals and whatnot that help them lock in. Um, and of course, you know, just, just little things. Some, some of them are, are known and some of them aren't. I feel like some guys kind of keep that to themselves because it's, it's something personal to them. Um, but I feel like that's something really important to the game um, and, and to the players that are playing, um, that they can have that consistency because, because the game's not consistent. It gets, sometimes the game's going to be going well, well, great. Sometimes it's not. So that one thing that you can control, okay, I'm going to do this every time and no matter what, that's going to kind of reset my butt. Uh, maybe a pitcher, you know, gets a strikeout and does something behind the mound and resets for his next batter. There's there's a lot of that stuff, and I think a lot of it goes unseen, too, because it's not really thought of by uh, the people watching um, and spectating the game. Especially when you have three to four hours in the game, there, there's a lot going on, and you're right. It, it's right, hard to pick right, up on those things. It, I want to talk to you, too, AJ. Uh, you played for the Holly Springs Salamanders last summer and also, the I think, the Fayetteville Swamp Dogs, right, a couple of years ago. So you're, you're pretty familiar with this area now. And, and I saw this, the Salamanders had a neat little bat dog, uh, Ripken the bat dog, for a couple of weeks yes, when yes. you were on the team. Uh, did Ripken ever get your bat? And did you have any fun uh, memories with, with that little dog running around the field? Yeah, Ripken, Ripken was my, one of my favorite parts of summer, summer ball. Um, so his – owner is part of a company of sit means sit and it's a dog training company and he works with a lot of sports teams um to try to get his name out there and to to have that so i believe that ripkins now with the durham bulls for a few select home games but he was ours for the majority of the summer at home games um and yeah he he would go with us and you we'd play fetch pregame um he'd be sitting there in the dugout um kind of ready to go and, and stuff. He'd take waters out to the umpires in between innings. Uh, definitely picked up my bat quite a few times because <laughs> you'd grab it and there'd be a little bit of slobber left on it. Well, well thanks, Ripken. <laughs> Especially uh, with the wood yeah. bats, too, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's great. I mean, great dog. I mean, I don't know how he got him to be able to do all the stuff he does. I mean, they do tricks in between innings for fan entertainment. It's a great thing. I, I wish that Campbell would be able to do that and hopefully in the near future because um, that was just awesome I know the team was like a lot more relaxed and happy and just be able to you know play with him and whatnot and chill out for a second between innings and stuff it was great but yeah that was that was one of the highlights of summer ball for sure I wanted to ask you too because you're, you're very involved just with interacting with fans and, and saying hi to people after games from what we can tell and and there's this young girl named Gabby who has been yep. overcoming a bunch of stuff in her life, and, and she, you see her in the wheelchair at games if you're not too familiar with her, but her organization, Gabby's Angels, a, a local group, mm -hmm. and, and she's at pretty much every game. Give me a sense, a little yeah. bit, of how you guys have kind of adopted her in as a, you know, like a team sister, if you will, and kind of your relationship with her. Yeah, of course. Well, I came into Campbell, and she was already there. It was already implemented. Um, showed up to practice, and I was walking out to my car, and Babin and all these other returners walked over and started saying hello. So I was just, oh, well, what's going on? Like, more curious than anything. Um, walked over, introduced myself, kind of talked with the guys and, and um, Miss Gabby herself and the sister and her mom and kind of got an understanding of, of what that's all about. And I'm, I'm all for it. I've had um, 
quite a few experiences with people um, over summer ball, like we were talking about just a few minutes ago, um, that were less fortunate and that baseball really helped them. So this was just another another example of how baseball is so great. And so, of course, I adopted that completely. Babin and I go almost every single practice or game that she's there, um, talk with her, ask her how she, how she enjoyed the game, if she got any foul balls, if she had anything she wants signed, just to give her hope and, like, to know that, hey, someone's here, like, we care, we appreciate you spending your time um, and, you know, coming down. Because they don't, they don't live too close. Like, they, they make a little drive out the way um, to come and support us. So we feel like it's only right to support her and the things that she, you know, wants and dreams for. Um, and I remember this past Halloween, she asked uh, Babin if he would dress up as Scooby-Doo, and they would dress up together, and they did. We did after practice, uh, came out, and they had the suit ready. So Babin went and changed and got ready, and they, they did a little Halloween Scooby-Doo thing, and it was great. It was great just to see a smile on their faces and to know that Campbell's going to be there for them. Um, it's just it's one of the very rewarding things about baseball and the thing about this familyhood that we have. and It's just great. Do you have any siblings, AJ? I never actually asked you. Uh, I'm an only child, uh, but when my mother remarried, um, I did get two older stepsisters out of the remarry process. Right. Um, but they're they're older than I, so we don't really get to see each other much. They're both uh, teachers, and they both are married, and uh, they're starting their own their families of their own. So I was going to say, shoot, have, where uh, does this where does this older brother mentality come from, or kind of this? open arms yeah, and, and stuff like I that. I have no idea. I don't know. It's always been there. My mom told me when I was younger that I was going to go into a job that I was going to help people. Um, and, of course, I told her, no, I'm going to play baseball, Mom, and I'm not going to college. And look at me now. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, that's that's the way. It, I don't know. It's always been there. And I love it, though. I, I think it's rewarding to help other people. I don't, I don't know what where it came from, but Maybe it's the fact that I didn't have a sibling and that I've always wanted one. And so that if there's someone that, you know, is there that could use something, I'm going to be the, be there to do it because I've always wanted to be able to do that. Maybe that's that's a cause there, too. I have no idea. That's pretty neat. You know, something I wanted to touch on, too, before we dive into the uh, foul pole sports stuff is kind of your mm -hmm. red-hot start to this year. And I know you mentioned just a, an awesome way to begin the season before everything goes down, unfortunately, but – a couple multi-hit games, you know, a big double against Purdue where you're waving your arms and celebrating. How invigorating <laughs> is that when the confidence starts rolling and, you know, you break out the first month of the season on, on fire? Yeah, I mean, it's a great feeling. Um, it's always a good feeling when you're on fire, especially to the start of the season because if you start hot, it's going to pretty much set you up for the rest of the year. Um, it's real hard to come out from a slow start and get hot and keep that up. I feel like it's always in the best interest for me. Um to start hot and stay hot. Um, so I think it was great morale for me. Uh, definitely a big confidence boost. And to, to show myself on times like this last few weeks haven't been the best for me. But, you know, hey, I was doing it two weeks prior to that. I was killing it two weeks prior. Like, it's there. I just need to relax and just get back to what I was doing and slow the game down and, and let the game come to me. Um, and that's one thing that I think is huge. Um for, for that aspect of And something mental. people were saying, too, is, and this is just me talking to players, but when you're able to hit the ball the other way and start slapping doubles down the line and, and playing like that, it really enhances your game. Yeah, yeah, that's one thing that 
I really wanted to get back to this year. Um, and I worked a lot on, on summer ball and, and fall ball was, you know, seeing the ball a little deeper, better 2K approach because I tend to find myself down in the count um, quick. I don't really know why that is. Um, and we can study video and find out. But it's it's just a part of – I've always played that way. I've always been kind of getting hits late in the count, and I feel like that's one thing I could have definitely used a lot last year um, was a better 2K approach and just slowing the game down, seeing it deeper, and knowing that, you know, I, I have enough – athletic ability to just use my hands and, and make stuff work here and there. It's not going to work every time, of course, but you know, it's going to be more consistent if I just slow it down and, and trust in my abilities. I want to ask you a final thing here. We, we've been joking all year about uh, AJ, you were, and this kind of all died off with the coronavirus stuff, but uh, foul pole sports was doing this fun bachelor <laughs> uh, group of baseball players and essentially putting up their picture and having the whole Chris Harrison line, you know, will you take this rose? And it's kind of a fun little social media joke just to explain it to people. And uh, AJ, you were part of that group, and and I think you made it a couple rounds into it. But what was the what was your phone like, or what was the social media reaction when when people were checking on you week after week? Yeah, uh, it was it was very. Um, I, don't know, I I didn't expect it at all. I would, I don't know how I got on there. I don't know how that worked. Um, but Connor Denning sent it to me in a text, and he said, "Say congratulations." And I was I was more than confused, um, and then I found out I read the rules on their website and kind of went from there. Um, but everyone back home loved it. Um, my parents my parents were reading the articles, watching the videos. Um, all my high school friends were you know texting me, "Hey man, good luck! Like you got to kill it this week. I want to see how far you can make it." My goal was to make it past week one. I, I just couldn't be that guy cut first week one. That was my main thing. After you want, you that, wanted to I get was, one rose, right? You have to get the yeah, first Yeah, I just wanted week one, and that was it. If I That was fine. Week two didn't matter, but I just didn't want to be the guy who was gone first week. Um, and it was great. I think it really helped um, the baseball, like, social media aspect, too, because there's a bunch of people um, cluing into it, people that don't really know sports or that haven't really followed baseball that well are now following the page and, and – doing a lot for the sport so i think it was a great um marketing tool even though it was kind of a little bit more informal than than a lot of people probably thought <laughs> but uh, it was, it's, it's it all was good awesome time. well right, AJ, we we really appreciate the time i know gosh this these last couple of days have, have felt like a literal week if not a whole year just with how it's unfolded but uh mm-hmm. we hope that obviously with the ncaa bringing out some information that that may lead to the school start allowing kids to come back for their senior year. There's a lot to it, and we don't have all the answers, but we, we appreciate right. the time today. Yeah, no, of course. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it.